Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mister. I'm Mister Pierre, and I'm so pleased to be joined by Monica Chamawa. I know I've messed that name up a lot of times, but I'm happy that I got it right this time. Monica, thank you very much to, for being on the show. Oh my goodness, I'm so honored. Thank you so much. I've been looking to have this uh, conversation because we, yeah, we didn't get. I feel what we ought to have gotten in terms of being able to work with each other longer than mm -hmm. the year that we got and thinking mm -hmm. about all the teachers who were employed at that school that we were both at. I feel like, man, I got, I got shafted the short end of the stick, if you will, because I would have liked to have worked longer uh, with, with you. And so I'm so pleased to be able to uh, have this conversation with you about education, but also about, you know, the dynamics of, all the things that we go through as educators. And I, the first question most guests get asked is, how did you come into education? What brought you into education? <laughs> I mean, education, I was just like lucky that, you know, our boss Sue just like chose me. I mean, you could have chose, I, because I was in aid, right? An instructional aid and we needed to fill up a spot and uh, I was for the elective position. And so she was like, yeah, I know you don't like officially have a credential, but we're going to get you into the programs necessary for all of that. And got me into school and all of those things, pulled emergency credentials for me. Um, and I didn't really think, I mean, I, I knew like the kids respected me. I knew that I had like some sort of classroom management um, without even really realizing it just, you know, compared to like how the kids will act with you versus like a stuff that they don't know at all. Um, right, but I just got really lucky and I always, I think that was part of why I had so much imposter syndrome. Cause I was like, what did bring me into education? What do I, why do I do this? Besides mm -hmm. like the obvious, like wanting the kids to have a stable person in the classroom when I first started. Um, and now it's just, I mean, I've, I was always curious about education, but, you know, when you're first generation and you have immigrant parents to, you know, yeah. make proud, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. you don't really know if you can really venture into education because, of course, we're, we're not really paid what we deserve to be paid. No, um, just putting that out there. Um, um, so... Yeah, I always was curious. I was interested, but I was really hesitant because, you know, you got to be able to build your own wealth, independence, and et cetera, et cetera. And so I was really nervous about coming into the field, but I am in education because one representation, I mean, Mexican-American first generation from the same location that I'm teaching in, like all of those things whether they know it or not matter. Um, and like, I was lucky enough that like, I was told I was, at? I was like in the sixth grade when I saw my first Mexican American like teacher, um, all of my other teachers had either been uh, white, Asian, etc. Um, so yeah, that was part of it. And then I think about how you know, I just wanted somebody to like see me. And I just feel like 
part of the reason why I went into education was because I was able to build decent relationships with the kids. Awesome. Yeah. You, you touch on a couple of things. Number one, representation. Number two, that imposter syndrome. Um, and then number three, someone seeing something in you mm-hmm. and then sort of elevating you to like, Hey, I, I see that you can do this thing, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead and keep doing the thing that I, I, I see in you. Um, mm-hmm. Now knowing that this is year, how many years have you been teaching now? Year five? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Do, do you still, what are some of the things that, uh, that year one, you would, now that you have five years under your belt, like you would tell mm-hmm. year one, like, hey, this is really, this is important. You think this is important, but it's not as important. Some things that you just like, let go, let go quickly. Um, curriculums are important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also choosing myself is important. Um, Talk on it. Speak on it. <laughs> you know, like when you first start out and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go in and like help and save education in the field. And, you know, it's going to be inspiring and whatever other things you like make up in your head which are great reasons but realistically like you're one human being in a system that was set up for failure so i would have chosen myself and i would have told myself like yeah you can do all of these nice things and you know you can make a difference in some child uh somewhere out there you know i don't want to assume that i'm doing amazing things every single day but um Yeah, it's just why, why, why did you think that you were gonna like go out and make everything perfect? Actually, take care of yourself. Mm. Find your own passions uh, outside of education because it, at the end of the day, it's just a job, and it's a job that I love, and it's a job I know you love, and et cetera, et cetera. But it's a job, and it's, yeah, it pays the bills, and it's amazing. But if it didn't pay the bills, would I still be doing this? I don't know. And then also too, like if you, if something happens to me, if I leave, mm-hmm. they will quickly find someone else to fill that position. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll find someone who's not as qualified as me to fill that position. Mm-hmm. And so I think recognizing that as a, as a teacher of like something that you said that resonates with me is like, yeah, choose yourself. And that's not selfish. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to help others, you got to fill yourself. <laughs> And then mm. be able to pour into someone else or pour into the kiddos or pour into whomever. So yeah, choosing yourself shouldn't be bottom of the list. It should be top of the list so that you can take care mm. of all the things that yeah. are on our plates as educators. Yeah. And I don't think I really, really understood that until I worked with our team back hmm. at California Collegiate. And it was just like everybody, you know, our fighting meetings where we got to hang out a little bit longer than usual. And it was just really nice because how do I say this? Those conversations helped me realize like we're all struggling and yeah, we're going to be here for the kids. But at the end of the day, like you got to watch out for number one and having those conversations with you guys just like helped me kind of get start choosing myself more than usual. Good. Good. You were, you were, you were mentioning, um, being that first generation, um, and Mm -hmm. 
education not being the first like sort of choice. <laughs> um, and yeah. as you were saying, I was just like being my parents being from Haiti and yeah, I, I got my, I earned my degree in biology and I was going into research thinking medicine. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. while I was working at a university, the person who I was working with, similar to what you were mentioning in Sue, like saw something in me. It was like, Hey, yo, Willie, I think you might be in the wrong profession. My guy, <laughs> go yeah. give teaching, a, give it a try. If it doesn't work out, come on back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and never looked back because yeah, fell in love with what I am currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it felt there was a bit of that. I don't know if, it, at least I won't speak for you. I'll speak for myself. It's just like, there was fear of like, yo, what are my parents going to think? Paid all this money for this degree and now I'm going to do this other thing. Um, was that ever, mm-hmm. was that something that was on your mind as a first gen as well? Um, sort of, I think it just more was my major. I chose <laughs> to do global studies. And so with global studies at my, um, school, it was, there were a lot of business options to, you know, studying profit, studying like global, you know, economics and all of those things. But I just kept going through the history classes. That's where all my interest was. And that kind of like opened a lot of eyes for me. Um, and I, I remember I was like, yeah, I'm doing global studies. It's like business ish. And I would tell that to my dad consistently. Right. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Cool. So we're we're going into business type things, and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely not. That's not what I was studying at all. Um, and any economic classes that I did take, I cannot tell you how bored I was. I mean, it was just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, at first, when I took the position with um, Sue, it was very like, well, I'm making real ish money now, you know, I, I mean, obviously like I felt like I had no idea what I was doing with this money. I was not like prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, nobody can tell me anything. Nobody can like judge me for the choices that I'm making. Cause this is like way more money than before, you know? Um, and at first my dad was just like thrown off of like, Oh, okay. So you are making money. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we live in California. Okay. It's a little yeah, bit better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I didn't think he realized how much it meant for him, you know, because at first he was just like, no, teaching doesn't get you anything uh, financially. Mm-hmm. And now he's very different. Uh, I'm just like, I'm so glad he chose what was right for you. I'm so glad that you're succeeding. And, you know, there are like leadership roles that I've taken at work where he's just like, Oh, that's amazing. That's so great for you. Like you're really doing the thing. And I'm just like, Hmm. yeah, I am. Thank you so much. Yeah. And so I don't know. I think there is just like fear, you know, for Mm -hmm. a a parent's fear that their kid will just struggle. Um, But luckily he's been able to kind of see me become independent and, you know, be like an adult. So he's definitely just like decided to be proud. Excellent. Excellent. We, as educators, we go through a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And as, as such, like 
there are things that we we experience that folks who are not in education may not be able to fully grasp. Like my my base is just like very very chill. However, I mm-hmm. recognize there are times when I will have to go up and down an octave. I have certain privileges being a man that if the classroom is getting out of hands, like I can go an octave and the kid is like, all right, all right, we've done too much. Let's rein it back. Do you feel mm-hmm. like that's the same? I wonder what if it, what's it like for you where it's like, do I really have to step out of my character in order for management? Yeah. Um, I don't think so now. I mean, it just, well, one, it depends on the day, right? It just depends on whoever's mood, whatever mm-hmm. child decides to act whatever way. Um, but I think one, like I've been able to build a decent relationship with my kids where, you know, you get to a point where you're like, can you not? Is yeah. a form of classroom management. Yeah. And um, I think there's also like a benefit to being raised in a similar culture as your kids because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll start speaking in Spanish to them and they're like, oh, okay, okay, my bad, my bad, you know, or just like little mom isms of like, why, why are you saying what? You don't say what to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's, they're like, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. You sound like my mom. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> you know, that's just like, okay, great. Because it's like, yes, if you say what, it's going to sound rude versus yes, or what did you say, you know? And just like, why am I teaching you this at 10th grade? But whatever. Mm. Um, but I do think there is like, my teacher persona is like a little bit obnoxious, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so <laughs> just being loud and just making classroom management almost a joke of like, oh my God, are you missing this amazing moment here in my lesson? And it just kind of like brings them back. Um, But I will recognize like I have a loud voice. I am a little mean. I mean, the kids as a joke, as like a weird like reflection of who I am as their teacher will be like, you're really chill, but you're also kind of like mean, kind of apathetic. And, and it's just like, but actually I'm not because mm-hmm. I'm trying to discipline you into back into this classroom right now and back mm-hmm. into like this learning community we have going on. Right. But, you know, they're high schoolers and you sometimes, if I'm being honest, you got to fight attitude with attitude. So that is something that I've never experienced. I've always been in middle school. It's always mm-hmm. been... The low end was fifth grade, high end, eighth grade. And I recognized yeah. that th- there's a difference between middle school kiddos and high school kiddos. So the things that you'll have to uh, confront are different than what I'm, I'm seeing in the middle school space. But can I tell you, actually Please. teaching middle school prepared me for teaching high school. Because I love my, like, our sixth graders were amazing. My middle schoolers are amazing. I've had, like, the privilege of being able to teach my middle schoolers now that we're all at the high school level. Um, but middle school just hurts, okay? Like, you, they are so sad, but they are so, like, 
wanting your approval and they give you hugs and, you know, mm-hmm. they tell you they love you and they cry and like, it's very dramatic. Um, but <laughs> uh, that's also maybe like, I don't know if that's your experience because you are a male teacher versus like a female teacher and what they come to you about versus what they would come to me about. Um, what do you I think? Say, I will say that what I've experienced in terms of the boys has been mm-hmm. like, Mr. Pierre, I've just never had a male teacher and I have, I've never had a, a black male teacher. You're my first. And so like, there's like this mm-hmm. level of excitement of like, oh, there's certain things I can relate to. Or Mr. Pierre, when you were in middle school, dot, 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 dot. And I'm, I'm, I always preface like, look, kiddos, what you're going through and what I went through are two different universes. However, here are the commonalities that I believe exist. When it comes to the girls, the girls... It's a little different in that they're like, Mr. Pierre, are you ready for some drama? And I'm just like, look, kiddos, I'm in middle school. There's always middle school (laughs) drama. And so that sort of speak of like, why does so-and-so do such that um, as a, how would I say, like an advisor of how do I navigate the drama? Whereas boys are just like, I'm just happy there's someone who I feel like I can relate to. There Mm -hmm. isn't so much run up and hugging me. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be like, I, I'm on a campus where there are like uh, kinder babies. Those are the ones who like grab me at the knees and whatnot. Like, hey, Mr. Pierre, yada, yada. But the kiddos who are in six, seven, and eight, they're just like, Mr. Pierre, how do I navigate stuff mm-hmm. outs- outside of the academics as a, as a man? Because like, I think for them, they've only seen women. And if they are boys, they're like, how do I go up to <laughs> Mr. Momo mm-hmm. and ask her like, Yo, what's all this stuff with these other guys? And I'm just like... I think that's what I've experienced so far in my, in my mm. career as a middle school okay. teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, I don't know how to say it. I feel like with boys, it's very like, I've almost become a little bit of their mom where they will like <laughs> want discipline, but want me to like favor them, you know, those kind of things. Um, and that's kind of what I see. Also, I feel like the stereotypical, like, boys look for mom figures girls look for dad figures you know like whatever parent they're like stereotypically closer to um Mm -hmm. i have a little bit of that's helped me a little bit with the boys of like do i have your approval and you know and the girls have been very like can i tell you what so-and-so did and like actually i like so-and-so and and it's just like okay well that's not my business but here we go (laughs) it's the story time yeah um and so all of that prepared me a little bit um, because when I walked up in, into high school, it was just like, a, this is so easy. Oh, my God. Like, I love this. Um, and then it was just such a different, like, take. I remember one time, like, you know, for me, like, the little sixth grade girls, like, little pretty babies, they were just coming like, hi, miss, and, like, would walk in, give me a hug every day, et cetera, et cetera. And, like, I literally got, like, a bag of chips thrown at my desk and I was like that's for you in high school and I was like oh is this like your version of I love you like yeah. <laughs> you know a- or yes or it'll be like let me give you a sticker okay mm-hmm. thanks <laughs> you know um so it's just little things like that or my favorite okay I have to tell you please high schoolers bring you coffee like straight up no. I will yeah, there was one week last year. It was the highlight of teaching. I got five full days, like, kids brought me coffee. 
Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And and so I was just in this bubble, like, this is an amazing uh, job. I love this age group, whatever, whatever, right? And for um, a teacher so, to get their caffeine. Ooh. You know what that means. So, yeah. So I think it was an easier transition just because you never know what you're dealing with in middle school. And here in high school, you, you're more prepared. And it's less... There is some, you know, attitude um, challenges or, like, behavior things, but it's not on the level of, like, what you would see at the middle school. Yeah, middle school. In my opinion. Those middle school kiddos are, like, Mm -hmm. roller coasters up and down. Not to say that high school doesn't have their fluctuations, but middle school is wild. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll have kiddos beginning in September. You're, like, by December, they've grown six inches, or just their whole mood of how they see things is totally different where they're like now super chill or reverse where they've all of a sudden come out of mm-hmm. their shell. And it's like, yeah, middle mm-hmm. school is wild. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is there anything else that you, that you've seen that middle school sort of helped prepare you for? Um, whether it be, you know, you talked about behavior and behavior management in the mm-hmm. classroom, anything else that you're like, I'm happy I got that training. <laughs> Yeah, I used to, I was really focused on like making sure that they weren't bored because, well, when I teach art, I mean, I do not teach art. I'm so sorry. I, when I teach history, (laughs) I try to do a lot of activities, right? And I would have like painting and I would have like little uh, acting out situations and simulations and things like that. And when I walked into high school, I felt so not me myself, but maybe like my teaching was childish, you know, Mm -hmm. like, do they want simulations? Are you going to like scoff at me if I tell you to pretend to be a king, you know, like those kind of things. Um, and so I had all of these like tricks and things that I already like to do with the sixth graders that when I showed them to the 10th graders and I was nervous about it and they were like, Oh, this is so cool. Oh, I love this so much. Yeah. But give me a crown. And it was just like a, oh, okay. This works versus, I don't know why I thought they were just going to like laugh at me and just be like, your lessons are childish and dumb. <laughs> you know? Um, so, there's not as much cynicism as you thought there would have been. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Kids are still kids, even uh, high school kids. <laughs> They want to be entertained. They want the, the material to yeah. be fun and engaging. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. Hey there, everyone. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronicles of Mister.